Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. With Tesco, where you won't pay more for the products that matter most to you. Tesco, every little helps. Obviously, the Taoiseach's big announcement last week moved us into the next phase um, of uh, what's happening uh, here. And, uh, you know, child uh, minding is a problem. There are still lots of people who still have to go to work. There are some who can remote work or work at home. But even when they're working at home, childcare still presents uh, difficulties. And uh, Sarah Lee Cassidy of Empower Hour, um, a good friend of the Limerick Today Show, is on the line. Uh, Good morning to you. How are you? Good morning, Joe. How are you? I'm okay. Uh, so, um, what can be done to help uh, parents um, and children in this situation? What can be done to help parents and children in this situation? I suppose, okay, so from having had the ear to the ground and from speaking to a wide and varied spectrum, Joe, of, of women who have kids and who are in employment, it appears that, you know, that the general consensus is that the response to close the schools and social distancing measures um, kind of exemplifies responsibility. Um, I suppose it's like really what's happening has showed um, how human beings can adapt to situations. And um, I suppose the dynamic of the work uh, resources is that it's, it's adapted. So the employer response would appear to be different for some, but there seems to be a significant difference between self-employed and PAYE. So, for example, self-employed women find themselves at home with the kids and and that's okay. They don't really have an issue with that working from home. Um, There seems to be a challenge when it comes to the amount of work that teachers have given out um, you know, homeschooling the kids at home and working from home and kind of doing the whole mix together kind of thing. So I suppose um, a, a greater understanding of like, you know, it, 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 it's difficult to do both at the same time um, needs to be understood um, so that when the kids go back to school that they that they will have a certain amount done but also to understand that people also have to work and get on with their everyday lives. It's so, um, it's so mixed, though, isn't it? Because, you know, you will have things happening in the home. You will be trying to work remotely yourself in a, uh, a lot of cases. And then the, the child minders that you might have as backup are often um, elderly parents who at the moment um, you need to socially distance you and your kids from. Yeah, and there is there's such a, a huge fear factor as well. Like, I mean, I heard a story of like um, one grandmother, like wh- rightly so, um, you know, didn't want the kids around, you know, because of the fear of like, you know, compromised immunity, etc. And kids have a stronger immunity, um, so that kind of eliminates that type of support. But as I said, Joe, people are really adaptable, and you know, you, you just kind of you get on with it, and you find the grit and the wherewithal. Like, I mean, I, I homeschooled my kids there on Friday and it took on the magnitude of Moses parting the Red Sea. I'd never experienced anything like it. I don't know how teachers do it, but... Uh, uh, tell me what the biggest challenge was of homeschooling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. The biggest challenge was getting them to sit down together 
in a community focus at the table like they would in a classroom environment and focus because it's not a natural in situ classroom situation. So it's kind of like um, and also I'm no teacher, you know, so it's it's like learning how to like, I mean, some of the maths, I wouldn't have a clue. Like, I mean, I'm the last link in maths. But, you know, I mean, really, it's just about people, you know, just doing their best. And, you know, there's there are ways of helping people, like thinking of the more vulnerable people, like the elderly, um, you know, just kind of bringing things to the door. There's social media, there's WhatsApp groups. We can all band together and, you know, um, go out, as you said, I was listening to you there, go out shopping for the more vulnerable people, um, you know, looking after our own. I mean, we don't have to buy into... Um, the fear factor, um, a lot of people I've seen and uh, talking to a lot of women, they spoke of panic buying and um, how that induces a, a frenzy um, and the feeling of well, fear. Well, it was interesting because, you know, I was in a supermarket yesterday and I was in another shop and, you know, even in the smaller shop, I could have easily got all the supplies that I would need to, to survive with the family for quite a while. So, you know, the, the whole point um, that the retailers are making, that the supply chain is f- fine and it will continue and um, that uh, people shouldn't panic by is is a good one. But have you also heard, Sarah Lee, um, stories of managers saying to parents, oh, bring your kids to work? Yeah. So there's been a kind of a different response. So um, I spoke with one woman. She's she's in a position. So it would appear the people in managerial roles or IT roles, um, like people in IT roles can can do their work from home. Manage. I spoke to one woman who's in a managerial position. She could bring her child to work um, and do her work from work. Another woman that was self-employed said that um, her husband was at home looking after the kids, but that she would have to put her more mortgage payments on um, on the back burner because she has to get supplementation and all those antioxidants into the body and pay extra money for um, supporting the kids' um, immune immunocapacity and, and the family. So I suppose, um, and looking at bulk buying and all of that, I suppose it's like we all have our different response. And in, in certain cases, PAYE um, employers were following the government guidelines, I suppose, and works like shop, um, shopkeeping, etc., and retail, um, you know, and um, there was one woman who works in a, in a shop locally and she had said that uh, she wanted to ring in sick or that she would have to ring in sick, but that she knew then somebody else would be pulled in and she felt bad about that. Um, I suppose it's like looking at how employers can really support their workers and also kind of following the government guidelines in terms of safety and um, following protocol um, in terms of virus control. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Sally-Ann Hartigan is also on the line, uh, of course, uh, runs uh, browsers in uh, Limerick and uh, mother herself. Uh, how are you, Sally-Ann? Um, Hi, Joe. How are you? So you're seeing it from both sides. You're seeing it from the family side and the business side. So you have a real sense of, of what it's like too. Yes. Tell me about it. I'm in, I consider myself in a lucky position that my husband can work from home. And I can also consider myself in a lucky position that I can bring my son to work. We have a number of employees here that have kids. And I know that they're finding it somewhat difficult in terms of how their kids are going to be managed um, remotely. And when they have to come into work, 
we have put in place that if your child has to come into work, that it just needs to keep a safe distance from anybody and is not allowed on the shop floor. We have offices that they can sit in um, and we provide that facility for our staff should they need it. But at the moment, they, they haven't called upon that need. Right. Uh, and then you have the business side as well. And uh, we were talking to Dee Ryan, the CEO of Limerick Chamber, uh, the business organisation in the first hour. And she was saying that the Chamber have called for a full workplace closure. I mean, are you doing much business anyway in these situations? I have to say the footfall is down. Um, but I, in fairness, people are now ringing in their orders over the phone. There's a lot of people calling to make sure that we are open. Um, we are, we're continuing to do business now. It is not as, as lucrative as, you know, it's not as good as it has been. There's definitely a fall off in numbers coming in, in the sales going out, but there is still enough work for everybody in the shop to do. Yeah. Um, you know, but at the same time, we do need to be mindful of staff, of social distancing of disinfecting and every station in the shop does have a disinfectant at it. Everything is disinfected every 25 minutes because we have put people coming in from the outside that maybe are not um, adhering to the social distancing guidelines. So we do need to be careful of ourselves. Our staff wear gloves where possible. We're trying not to carry cash or exchange cash and try people pay with their cards where possible. We're put, you know, all these things have to help in terms of keeping the spread low yes. in our environment. And of course, the longer it goes on, the tougher it gets. 100%. And if, if a lockdown is called upon, we will certainly adhere to these measures and we will make sure that all our staff and family and our, our customers are safe and well and they won't have to come in here to us are, unnecessarily. Are you closed for St. Patrick's Day? Yes, we're definitely closed tomorrow. We yeah. would have closed, we closed on bank holidays anyway. Right. So sally Ann, how are you going to mark St. Patrick's Day, this unusual one yourself? Uh, I think I'll have to put my son in a Limerick jersey and let him march around the kitchen with a flag, maybe. I, you know, we'll, we might just keep it quite low-key this year. Yeah, I think a lot of people are talking about doing something like that, which would be nice for, for yes, sure. Yes, I think so. I think so. Okay, well, look, a tough time for everyone, tough time for Absolutely, the people working yes. with you and from a family point of view, from a business point of view as well. So thank you for talking to us and we wish you luck. Um, thank you, th- Joe. Th- thank you, you very, too. very much. You too. That's Sally-Ann Hartigan of Browsers in Limerick and Antoinette O'Connell of Antoinette's Hats is on uh, the line. Good morning to you, Antoinette. Hello, Joe. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Now, the hat business, of course, let's be honest here, it is about reasonably close contact most of the time, isn't it? You know, setting them up and making them and making sure that they fit and all of that. You know, so it's a, it's a challenge for you. Oh, it is a challenge um, at the moment. Is No, we're very conscious in the shop at the moment is of social distancing, distancing and um, have hand sanitizers in the shop and also is of, you know, generally cleaning and cleaning a bit more than what we normally would be um, for to disinfecting areas and to clean the handles of the doors. And, you know, it's a very important for the um, the customer and for um, the people that are in the shop. Now, um, at the moment, is you know, there's an awful lot of cancellations and weddings have been, um, for last week and this week, there was an awful lot of cancellations and weddings have been pre-booked for a later date. So, um, you know, January and February is usually quiet in the shop and it always picks up in March. So this March has been, um, with the coronavirus, it has been kind of, you know, gone quiet for the past two weeks. So um, hopefully, you know, that um, it won't be, we'll, we'll, when the season does get going again, hopefully when the coronavirus is gone, 
we hope is in May or for example is May, June and July it'll pick up nicely and a steady flow again. Yeah, hard for people, isn't it? You it know, they, they, yes. they're prepared for their weddings. They're really looking forward yes. to them, and then to have to postpone or cancel them at short notice, hard. And, and an awful lot of people then have been planning for two years in advance, which is awfully hard because if they can't get their money back, or if money has been, um, if they have booked bands, for example, and the wedding venue is cancelled, and if you, if they have, you know, booked a few people like a makeup artist and a wedding venue and a band, you have to go start the whole process again, which is very hard, and a honeymoon as well down on top of it. Yeah, Sharon McMeal, the wedding planner, was saying yeah. to us on Friday that what she's finding a lot is people have pushed it out by 12 months that they've said, you know, if if, if it was a March we- wedding, look, our, our best bet is we'll try and rebook it for 12 months. But of course, that's difficult because a lot of weddings are booked a year or more in advance and will they the are, same yes. people be booked for them and all of that? That's it. And an awful lot of the, the venues have been pre-booked as well, which is very hard for um, couples getting married and as well as that, you know, honeymoons down on top of that. Yeah, that's for sure. So, um, so at you're, the moment, so like, yes. you're trying to de- I mean, you're trying to balance it with the your staff and you know your own situation yes. and your work situation. And I mean, do you see a, a scenario uh, where the McChamber, as I say, looking for a full workplace closure for a time? Do you think that'll happen? Um, I it may. I think it will happen because um, I'm not open now today. I normally don't open on Mondays, you know, in the quiet season. But I'll I'll um, I'll open just on Wednesday for the actual day because there is a few people now that have to come in. They have to drop off pets. And they also, there's a few weddings that have went ahead with small numbers, so there is a few collections. So I think is, um, after that then on the Wednesday, I'm just going to put a sign on the door with saying is for to contact me by appointment only and leave my phone number. Because an awful lot of the shops in, around town have, you know, they have closed for the kind of the week or two weeks. Yeah. to try and, you know, curtail this virus, yes. And one other thing, I mean, how is it affecting your own family and getting to see people and all that sort of thing? Well, it's, um, at the moment is, you know, there's, you know, social distancing very involved. And, you know, you have to be, you know, mindful of where you are going. Like, for example, I wouldn't go into crowded areas now and I wouldn't go into, you know, large areas like, you know, large uh, shopping centres. And I would, I'd be more inclined to go out for a walk. Or I would also, um, I would see my own family, no problem at all. But um, I wouldn't go into areas now that, for example, would be, um, that be, you know, I wouldn't go into pubs and I wouldn't really go into restaurants. Hmm. I'd be more inclined to, you know, at the moment now, go out for walks. Yeah, yeah, a lot, just, a lot of people. Um, yeah, that's right, getting that's fresh it. air, which is which yeah, is important. Yeah, and, you know, exercise is very important it is. as well. I, I, I will say, I mean, I, I, I found it strange and I found it hard yesterday, you know, to, to keep the social distancing thing in mind when they went out to do a few bits and pieces. Um, just to remember, oh, okay, I'm, I can't walk that way. I should walk you know, that kind of thing. It's, it's amazing the things you take yes. for granted that it we're is. being asked not to do at the moment for good reason. I know, and I was even out myself now walking yesterday, and there was an awful lot of people out walking. And it's like, suppose, and people have, are not going to shops as much, but people are more taking to exercise, which is great because it's great for the mind and for the for the body and everything else. Definitely. All right. Listen, take care of yourself. Thanks so much for talking to us. Antoinette O'Connell, owner of Antoinette's Hats. Before that, you heard from Sally Ann Hartigan, manager of Browsers in Limerick, and Sarah Lee Cassidy of Empower Hour as well, uh, all doing uh, their bit in uh, these difficult times. Call Limerick today now on 461995.